This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. You are listening to the Blockade Podcast. I am your host, Chris Freebus, aka Shut Your Trap. Joining me as always, halfway across the world, Jared Morgan. Hello, Chris. Wow, what a week it's been. <laughs> yes. And and time for us to wing it like we always do. <laughs> wing it like a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I managed to get a bit of time uh, this week to, well, get my get up to my arms in sanding, basically, because I depopulated the star race table and uh-huh. I uh, started to um, sand the bejeebas out of it, basically, <laughs> getting uh, the... <laughs> From my head as I removed the mylar and what was left behind was that horrible adhesive that, you know, there's different schools of thought about how you should remove that. Some say a bit of isopropyl alcohol and flour. Some people say goo gone, which you can't get here in Australia. Um, oh. Some people in Australia say orange power, which is like a citrus-based cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, or um, oomph will do it as well. Um, but none of those things were really working for me, at least to the level that I needed it to. So what did I do? Get out the block and sandpaper and sand that crap off. <laughs> <laughs> and and it was surprisingly effective. I, I used I was actually using 120 grit, which I'm sure all the um, pinball restorers are going, <laughs> when they're listening to me do it. I was going, oh, what? I've got 120 grit here. I'll just use that. And um, it, it was actually quite fine. Um, there were a few bits where the playfield has gone down to um, the primer, um, but not a lot because I actually got the feel of it. Um, I would say that if you're thinking of doing the sandpaper uh, treatment to get your mylar adhesive off, go to the areas of the table up the top under the apron um, or under the apron or up the top where all the plastics are at the top of the playfield to get your hand in and you'll be able to feel what it feels like when you sand. Um so I did that and got it all off um, and made sure that I really got it all off because, you know, it's very hard to see that stuff sometimes when you're sanding, yeah. um, as you well know, because you probably would have had to do a similar thing with firepower when you were doing it. Um, but, yeah, I, I managed to get it all off and to the level where I was going, you know what, I think it's time. I think I'm going to varathane this now. So... I got out this, the old, I don't have a spray booth. I don't have a spray kit. I'm just working with what I have. So I went and got a rattle can of Varathane from um, Bunnings and um, hit the play field with it, basically. I went, well, what's, what's the worst going to happen, you know? And turns out, actually not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the quality of the finish is, is looking pretty good. And it's probably going to be a thicker coat. I mean, I am going to probably give it a bit of a, um, a sand width. I think I've got some 240 grit. There, so I'll give it a bit of a hit with that, and then probably start doing touch-ups on the areas that I need to. Now, I made a bit of an error, Chris. What no. I did is when I was buying the um, the Varathane can, I was going, "Yep, I, I know I need to get the water-based stuff because apparently the water-based stuff doesn't yellow uh, like the oil-based stuff does." Okay. Um, so I went, oh, "Well, whatever. I, I don't probably won't have the thing long enough for me to actually worry about it, but um, <laughs> it'll be someone else's problem." <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so anyhow, I, I applied it, and I went, oh, yeah, it's really cool. And then I looked at the can. It was oil-based after oh. I applied it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess I've got to do an oil-based varathane uh, on this now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which means I'm going to have to use oil-based paints. Um, oh, okay. And 
And I don't know, that's, that might actually be a good thing because uh, we have a, I think it's an American brand, but it's a brand called Testers. Um, yeah. Testers is a model paint and yep. it's all, it's all enamel. And the range of course being model paint is it's, it's got a lot of different premix shades to it. So yeah. I think the chances of me being able to match a color closely enough to what I need on the play field where the areas are rubbed off are going to be pretty high. So I just need to go to the probably the testers website and use a color matching tool and see if I can find colors that are basically what I need. And then most likely because of the range we have down here, I'll probably have to get them from the States. Um, and get One thing you're going to want to test out um, is you're going to want to lay, you're going to want to paint uh, and not, not on your play field. Um, it's something else you're going to want to paint and then put, put a dash of clear over that and see what it uh what happens with the clear on top of it doesn't stay the same color or no not if it bleeds no if it just stays the same color that you want it to after it's dried Um, oh yeah that's why the paints that i chose to use on my firepower uh everybody says that they didn't change color uh once you put the clear on um or, or you know, so that so you can match you can match the play field with your your thing and not have to worry about it all of a sudden looking different once you sprayed the uh, the clear over the top. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but interestingly enough, I am going to kind of run into the same thing that with you because I needed to match my uh, sun weathered white <laughs> that's in the planet, mm-hmm. and I I only have six colors <laughs> in my kit. And I, I'm not able to quite get the the, the correct uh, faded Cute. white. Yeah, so I'm going to go yeah. to my buddies who has a just a buttload of basically testers paint, and we're going to use that to try and uh, color match. So I'm going to be kind of in the the, the exact same. We're sort of up to the same point in the restoration. Yeah. How about that? I never thought that would happen. <laughs> you're going to be. Yeah, I have no doubt yours is going to be up and running before mine even remotely comes close to it. So mm, I've got a lot <laughs> um, of mechanical work and circuit work to do on mine yet. The boards uh, okay. are still being done. So there's a there's a fair way to go yet, I think, on mine. But unfortunately I'm so far removed from when I actually played it, I don't remember exactly everything that I need to do mechanic. I think I planned on rebuilding the flippers, but I'm not quite sure now. Um mm. Like, so eh, I have to go back and check the list. Okay, <laughs> what yeah, I did yeah, I, if on. if I can even find that initial list, I don't know. I think I did like a dream list because that was back yeah. when I was naive and thought that oh everything should just be hundred percent restored. And now I realize that that's not necessarily <laughs> needed. No. Um, no, I've been watching. There's this really really good site um, that uh, has a restoration of I think a oh it was one of those uh, early or maybe it was an EM, um, and it was a complete playfield respray, varathane, like 1,200 grit polish, eccentric, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And look, that's great and everything, but I'm not nearly at the level of that with this playfield. Like, I'm going to get it to the point where it's it's sealed and the paint is looking better than it is now because there yeah. was a few, Yeah, I just want to try and get the lettering right and I want to try and like get the black circles around the inserts and... I'm not going to even begin to do any frisket work mm-hmm. um, on it. It's just I'm doing just the whole colors here and there, and anywhere that I can get a decent match on, I'll I'll do it. So I just want to 
yeah, I guess I just want to concentrate on the things that I know I can do with this one and, and leave some of the play field a little bit, you know, original. Um, just because I, I don't want to go for a full restro on this one. I think it needs a bit of character. It's seen a hard life, this table. And yeah. I'm, I'm going to do a decent job of the touch-up, but it's not going to be, it's not going to be a, um, a restoration quality touch-up. I think it's in the, in the car world. They call it uh, leaving the patina on. Yeah. But it takes a lot of years for the patina to develop the way that it develops. And so long as it's not rust, then why not leave, let it have that character and show the life that it's lived? Yeah, um, that's what I'm going to do with this one. Said, you can still go go all the way to the 1200 grit polish. And I think yeah, I you'll could. love it for that. Because that'll make, I mean, all that is just putting time in on, on sandpapering, you know, after you've put the clear on. Mm. But you get it to that that kind of polish, man, that ball is going to fly. Yeah. You know, you, and you do that and then you put the car wax on top of it. Good night. Yeah. And then you put the fresh rubber on. Believe me. Yeah. Because I, I, I shoot, I just put the fresh rubber and car wax on my uh, eight ball deluxe and I couldn't believe the things the ball was doing. Yeah. It literally just like seemed physics defying. It was like, what the heck is going on here? That doesn't seem possible. And uh, after a couple of months now, the wax isn't quite so uh, grippy anymore. Yeah. So the ball is behaving more now to what I normally would expect it but to. But it was like glass, basically, before. Like, you're playing on glass. Well, no, no, because A-Ball Deluxe, I, I I didn't do anything to the play field. It was... Oh, is this original? Like, mylar on it? Um, uh, No, it doesn't even have any mylar on it. So it's oh, no mylar. It's like the basic... It's just the, the, yeah, yeah. Um, so like it was whatever it is, yeah. so that's why I put the wax right on top of it because it was just like yeah, yeah. I'm fine, it's all good. Mm. Uh, no, when I get done with the firepower, that one's going to have with the clear coat glass surface, and then the way that one's going to probably just behave stupid. Bonkers, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be you know. ridiculous. I think if I get it right, if I even do, if it, if I even get it half right with Star Racing, do an okay job at restoring yeah. the play field, not a, not an amazing job. Because your first one's never good. That's serious. No. Um, you know, I think there's a possibility there. That it's gonna, it's going to play pretty slick when it's done. Yeah, and it's going to look nice and shiny too. So mm. I was uh, just at a a kid's birthday party yesterday, and we had the the people that had the birthday party. It was at this laser tag place, and last year I had gone to this exact same birthday party. And that was when I was talking to the dad and mentioned pinball. And he's the one that mentioned that he had a pinball machine himself. And it's from there that that's how I wound up getting a ball deluxe. Right. But anyway, at this place, they had a one lone pinball machine. And that is, it was Terminator two. Hmm. So I was kind of like, Oh, Hey, maybe I'll play some T2 when I go there. Uh, this time went there. T2 ain't powered up. It's there, but it's not powered up. And so then I was kind of like going, well, I wonder if it's really down or if somebody just forgot to turn it on. So I reached yeah. under the machine to go and turn it on. It would have been taped over. <laughs> the, I was like, clearly there's something going on here. And I kind of took a look at the play field and there was a ball locked in the, the cannon. And I was like, mm, okay. And so in my head though, I'm thinking I'm like, okay, so they've had this machine in this location for over a year, obviously. And now I'm wondering how long has this machine been down? And then I'm like, I wonder if I can make an offer. And then it struck me again. Oh yeah. 
you don't have money to buy a pinball machine. <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. Oh, but that'd be so cool. And I kind of took a look and I mean, uh, yeah, the play field looks fine. There's some cracked plastics here and there and stuff, but, yeah. uh, but it was just one of those things where I'm like, Ooh, I wonder if I could get something for a bargain. And it's like, don't even ask. Don't even yeah. ask because you can't afford it. <laughs> no, you can no. You gotta get your other machines fixed first, mate, before you can go yeah. put offers in other machines. I know. I know. I know. My wife will never let me until I get these two running. It's like, oh, really? You're gonna have a third? I mean, actually, my eight ball deluxe was giving me some weird uh, behavior when I knocked down all the drop targets, and mm. I just fired it up these last two weeks and to kind of test out and I'm not getting that behavior anymore. So I don't know if it's settled somehow that the connection that was going bonkers, it's still a case where I just need to go buy all the connectors and uh, redo them all. Yeah. I think you just need to yeah, refresh um, the connectors, but it's, it's, it is one of those things where it's like, Hey, it kind of fixed itself by leaving it alone. <laughs> thing electrics don't just fix themselves. They're sure always they broken. Do. They're just in a, nah. in a different state of broken. No, nah, I got I, yeah, I, I, I got reverse gremlins. They don't break my machines. They fix them. They fix them. Gee, I wish <laughs> every pinball machine owner wishes they had those reverse gremlins. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> They're the best. Yeah. Uh, well, gee, okay. enough about real pinball. Let's talk about digital pinball. So uh, Pinball FX3, Zen, they've announced that uh, for release on February 20th, which is uh, just in time for my birthday, by the way. Ooh. Um, they have announced a three-pack of Jurassic Park pinball. Very nice. What a great so, license to get. Whew. Oh, God, yeah. And and this is one of those that you just kind of go, all right, this is Zen doing what Zen does, mm -hmm. which is put your animated characters in there. But they're more or less, you would think, not too far off from what uh, Data East did with their Jurassic Park table or you know with the toys you know, uh, yes. It, you just kind of figure that it's going to be integrated in such a way that we're getting the benefits of digital, but it's not too far out of reality. Yeah, I really, I really want, I want that dinosaur to eat the ball, like as an homage <laughs> to the Dudley's table, because they do right. that. They love yeah. to play homage to the real tables. Yeah, and I would just love to see a T Rex munching away on a ball. But in typical Zen style, it'd probably come running onto the table, table, roar at you, and then munch the ball and then run off the table again. That would be cool. <laughs> well, I'd be happy with they that. do have, and, and let me just run through the, what the three tables are. You have the uh, Jurassic Park table, you have Jurassic World table, and then you have Jurassic Park Mayhem. <laughs> mayhem? So what is the... Mayhem. I, I'm pretty okay with the other two because they'll just be based around movie themes. But Right. Mayhem, I imagine, is them not having to abide by any of the movies. Uh, you know, you're not going to be having direct quote polls they'll probably get that god-awful uh voiceover Voice actress <laughs> um let's hope not but uh i think it, it kind of allows them the freedom to you know explore the license the way they want to yeah to put whatever heck whatever dinosaur they want to have in there and and you know do whatever they want to do with it without having to tie it in uh but in the jurassic world uh table they showed an image of, you know, it's from the movie, but basically you have a locked ball hanging over a, a pool of water oh, and that dinosaur comes out and snaps it out. So that yes, you cool. are getting your dinosaur eating a ball moment. So there you go. <laughs> Tick, we can, we can ship that one. That's yes, fine. I know you want the T-Rex to eat your ball, but 
No, I'm happy with that big water dinosaur. It's pretty wicked. It looked really yeah. good in the in the video. I went, oh yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and this is a. I mean, it is one of those just kind of perfect licenses that uh, you can kind of go nuts with. Oh yeah, jeez. Uh, I was yeah, following I mean, Mel Kirk on Twitter. He's uh, I think the, one of the product managers there at um, at Zen. And just the day before, he said, "I I am sitting on such huge information <laughs> for that it's going to be dropping in about six hours, which is midnight." And I went like huge enough that Blake is going to need to do uh, an impromptu um, recording <laughs> to cover this. And he didn't respond, but. Um, yeah, after it was released, I just went, wow, I could see why you're you're pretty excited about this franchise. That would have been fun to put into realization. Yeah. Man. And once again, we're not going to get licensed music, uh, which, That's again, I'm at this point, oh, well. John Williams um, cost too much. Music in general just costs too much. I mm. It's one of those things, too, where it's like, hey, we got the Star Wars music, so I'm happy with that. Because yeah, that, that's like, you that can't not those tables. That. Yeah. But uh, if you're going to spend all the money on music licensing, that's the place to do it for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there, there's that ding on it. The other question that kind of comes into is so it, my guess is that Farsight with Pinball Arcade or Stern Pinball Arcade, uh, they're not going to be getting their Jurassic Park table anytime soon, are they? Because <laughs> um, the odds are, and I would imagine that within this license, it's, hey, we have the Jurassic Park license to do a digital pinball, and you're not going to want to have another digital pinball using Jurassic Park to confuse uh, or dilute your market share, basically, as far oh, as universal. Maybe not for the short to medium term. But, well, because I know, believe, I if think... I'm not mistaken, that that was kind of the death nail for Farsight being able to do a South Park table was when uh, Zen got the rights to South Park. Uh, now, however, Zen no longer has the rights to South Park. Therefore, it could become one of those things where it's like, okay, now you can do it again. But, but or at least there's going to be a moratorium. I would imagine there's at least a year-long moratorium on anybody yeah, else to do. Yeah, but you definitely shouldn't waste your your time on South Park because it's actually not that good. Well, that's and, true too. <laughs> and probably don't worry about that so much. That's a license you can leave alone. Which is why it's a, it's a shame because it, it, they I think Zen did do a good job on their two tables. So yes, it's like I'd rather actually, have the Zen tables come back and not have the Sega table. Um, yes. Yeah, I'd be totally fine with that. Um, yeah. But it's also it was like. You know what, Zen? Good job with your universal license, and it yeah, made me making good good uh, value out of that, aren't they? Yeah, it made me though go, okay. So what else can we do that would be a universal license? And so I came up with, I came up with a three pack that uh, I it would be your car mayhem pack, and that is you do a Fast and Furious table. It's begging for it, basically. Basically, and you've got eight movies worth to pull from, and uh, obviously it's a very popular series even to this day. There's not been a pinball machine made of it by Jersey Jack or by anyone. By anyone. So have at it, Sen. Come on. Um, That could be some good times. So you do that. You do a Smokey and the Bandit table, which, again, come on. Ramps Mm -hmm. and jumps and barriers to crash through. That's, Makes a lot of sense. Oh, that would be beautiful. <clears throat> and then and then there's 
you would have to buy the music rights to Eastbound and Down. I'm sorry, you need mm-hmm. that playing when multiball starts. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, that would be sweet. And then to top it all off, I'd want a Blues Brothers table. And with that, you <laughs> bazillion balls on the table, smashing everything in sight. Uh, and plus, it's so quote worthy that uh, you know. I mean, come on, mission mission from God, multi ball or something. You know, that'd be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of fun to be had in that license for sure. Plenty of fun to be had. And then, last but not least, I decided also uh, just because I was trying to think of universal, popular universal title movies, Animal House. Food fight, multi-ball, just begs to be done. Uh, mm. And you've got the road trip aspect, and you've got the, you know, your modes could be assembling a party, and I don't know. There's just all sorts of wackiness that I think you could be could be done with that. So I'm just mm. saying, Zen, be explore your options, man. If you got this universal license going, really go for it. Yeah, the other that's thing- just a massive back catalog of stuff that they could hit into. Jeez. I mean, that, oh, sure. that well, Fast and Furious a... table is that that alone would really probably change change the landscape for for Zen because that will bring a whole new demographic into pinball. Um, well, and sure. Zen could do a super Zen type table, but if you did say backdraft, where you've got fire and smoke and water on a table, um, mm-hmm. you know, you could do that kind of thing. You could do uh, ah. It completely just slipped my mind. I'm going to come back to it for another title. That oh oh, I remember Universal Monsters. Oh, now we, obviously so you can't do Monster Bash with the music. Bash. I mean, you yeah. can't do the music, but you can certainly do tables featuring all the various monsters. Yeah, and they could do their own version of Monster Bash. Basically, they could basically call it Monster Crush <laughs> and do their own version of Monster Bash. Well, see, again, I don't know that I would want them to try and duplicate. I mean, I don't know. There's something about Monster Bash with the music that it does and the the, the silliness of having them be a band. Yeah. That I think that's what sells <laughs> it. It's not the monsters. It? It's, the, it's the situation that sells it. Yeah. Um, and all you have to do is look at what Gottlieb tried to do with Class of 1812 and go, eh, wrong. So I don't even know what that was supposed to be. I played no. that again the other day in the tournament that they ran at the moment. I just went... <laughs> What what am I doing here? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So that's why I say I wouldn't want them to do that, but certainly have at it with making monster tables. And if you want to do, it's your own Avengers. You know, you could do oh, a yeah. couple of, you, know, exactly. you could do a Frankenstein table, you could do a Dracula table, and then you could do the, and all the other monsters table, you know, with it all mixed in into one. I, I don't know. I think that you could really hit upon some good stuff there. Mm. Yeah, it sounds like they're wow. I wonder how they I wouldn't mind having Mel on the show actually if you'd be willing to come on and have a chat to us about just the process that's involved in making it. Maybe they couldn't even tell us. I don't know. I, I was gonna but, say I don't know if they would necessarily spill the beans on oh we've got some good stuff, you know, how they're licensing exclusives or anything. I'd just be looking for how do you actually go about doing that? Like what's involved yeah. from like the whole product cycle? to get the table from I have an idea to here it is. Yeah. Like that that would be fascinating for me to learn. No, I don't know. But yeah. The other thing yeah, I know that this all strikes. I know they keep their cards pretty close to their chest. Yeah. For obvious reasons because they have very valuable licenses. So Yeah. Yeah. No, the other thing that uh, I'm just stoked about is my God, three more tables in 
you know, a mere matter of months since the launch mm-hmm. of of this platform. I guarantee they'd be like about two bucks each, you know, depending on where you live. So well, it's going to be sold as a table pack, so I guarantee it's going to be nine ninety nine for the table pack. Oh, it's a table pack, is it? Okay, because yeah, they sold the other ones individually, I think, like the carnival oh, did they? one the and the other one. Yeah, huh. yeah, the, the yeah the what was it? The carnival thing and the the God of War Carnival one. and Legends. So yeah, Carnival was... and Legends. Yeah, they were all separate as well. So yeah, oh, okay. They were a table pack just... theme, but you could buy each table separately. Oh, see, I didn't realize that. I just thought it was uh, sold as the as the pack, mm. which means probably for Jurassic, it's you're looking at two ninety nine a table yeah, or three ninety nine something. I don't know. Because, like Fine. I said, it sold as three. I'm sure it's going to be you know ten bucks basically. That's ten bucks. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fine though. Jeez, that's but uh, well worth it, as it always is with Sam. I don't really think even if the tables aren't great. See, the thing is, they're not they're not producing Pasha and Rome and things like that anymore. Like not anymore. Any, no, the stuff they've been putting out has been really fantastic. Yeah. So really, you can just basically throw your money at the screen and you'll have some fun with your two dollars ninety nine. Let's be serious. So yeah. it's it's a pretty safe bet to buy the table packs up front. And I'm starting to I'm I gotta tell you, folks, if if you haven't done it already, if you're on console or on Steam, you know, I'm sorry for you that are on mobile, but uh, eventually maybe you'll be able to join in. You gotta like join me. in. Yeah, I know, <laughs> like Jared. You gotta join in on the weekly Zen tournament that we're doing because we've got a we've got a good core of people um, that are repeat repeatedly showing up and playing and performing just bonkers in terms of scores that are being posted. And by the end of the each week, we wind up having basically around 30 players, uh, which is pretty good for an individual person's tournament. You know, Zen obviously attracts a lot of people with their official tournaments. But for individual people tournaments, I think we're collecting a lot more uh, users than everybody else if you just did a random game, not to mention most of the random games are Sorcerer's Lair because <laughs> that's the free mm-hmm. table. But yeah. um, I'm I'm really digging a lot of these tables and I'm getting, I'm forming a bond with some of them to where I'm like, right. okay, this is pretty cool. I mean, I'm really, I'm kind of like going back and playing them on my own rather than just playing in the tournament, you know, after the tournament. All right. Yeah. So, you know, we we this week we played, <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, Marvel's Wim- Women of Power and was the uh, champions table. You'll know that yes. the one that has Squirrel Girl on it, mm-hmm. is, and 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 has the most ridiculous storyline with Captain or Miss Marvel uh, trying to fund her coffee shop. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's the lamest of storylines ever. But once I got past that, it's a fun table that kicks your butt at first and doesn't let you score. And then all of a sudden you kind of unlock the key and you get some ridiculous score. And then you try and do it again and it just works you over for not letting you do it again. And (laughs) I mean, it's, yeah, it's one of those tables that you just kind of go, well, I can do better than that this next time. And so you go for it again. Just one more go. I'll just have another one. So we did a one ball tournament. And thank God we only did one ball because like the low score of the tournament was in the 200 thousands high score, That's... 2 billion mm. on one mm. ball. Jeez. 
Yeah, two billion. <laughs> That's and then what the hell of a score disparity. Jeez. And then it was uh, one point two billion, and then I came in third at one point one billion. And right. I will tell you this: I got that score without completing the wizard mode. Okay. So you can imagine that once you start actually getting all the way through the wizard mode and uh, earning all your bonuses that way. And even more to the point, I think about God, if we had played a three ball game where your bonuses hold over or you know, you can get them to hold over to the next ball, man, those scores would have just been ridiculous. Astronomical. Yeah. And who knew? Wow. I had no idea that it was going to be <laughs> this way. Oh, that's so, crazy. Eh? Like I said, you guys got to uh, make an effort, try and join. It doesn't matter if you're on Xbox, if you're on uh, PlayStation, or if you're playing in Steam. I still don't believe that Switch is able to join us, but I'm not 100% on that. Mm. But uh, basically, every Monday is when I'm starting the new tournament. Just search Shut Your Trap in the tournament uh, filter and you'll see whatever we're playing for that week or five days, however you want. And it varies what kind of game we play, whether we're playing one ball, three ball, survival, which I rarely do, uh, five-minute tournament. Um, Sometimes I say you can't use any of the upgrades. Sometimes I say it's your choice. Sometimes I pick the upgrades myself. So just trying to vary. You're always going to get a varied game. Yeah, yeah. And fortunately, we're not always having the same people be the leaders. There's a couple of guys that are, usually right up there, but it's not like the same person's dominating every single week and kind of making everybody mm. go, ah, screw you. I don't want to play this anymore. So That's good. So there's a bit of movement at the top. A bit of movement at the top, yes. That's well, good. I mean, shoot, hey, I look at myself. Show. There's been times when I've gotten eighth place and times I've gotten first place. Yeah, so it's... Mm. So um, have you had much of a chance between all your Zen exploits to be playing um, TPA? I have been playing quite a bit of sorcerer and the funny thing is i'm playing it on my phone because when i'm at my computer i'd rather play zen but (laughs) i'm out and about you know taking my kid to karate or whatever and i'm sitting there and i'm like ah what the hell i'll play it on my phone it's it's a fun table i'm really it's a fun table it is a fun table and it's kind of mean (laughs) it's very mean it's what's interesting is, is to me i i kind of put it in that same time period as Gorgar and Firepower, even though I know it's in the time period of Space Shuttle instead. Space Shuttle, yeah. Yeah, but it's so much more enjoyable than any of those tables. And I don't it know is. if it's because yeah. of it's it's a fast table, it has seemingly easy shots, but that... Da-dum. Actually, not that easy. No. Uh, well, I think no. that 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 bend of stand-up targets for helping you spell sorcerer, it sends the ball in all sorts of wacky directions. It does. You're Every single to. target has a different angle that it shoots it off because they're all subtly different trajectories. Yeah. And yeah, it makes it the ball wild when you're shooting that. It's a uh, fun, very unpredictable. So yeah, no, that's that's, uh, and I noticed. I think you had mentioned it uh, last time, but I noticed that fake dynamic lighting where it yes. uh, blinks blinks at you. Pretty cool. Lighting. I didn't notice that the, when it first got released. So I don't know if that was mm. a new addition to iOS or if I just wasn't paying attention all along. Mm, maybe not. But yeah, I I love it. Like it looks so convincing. Um, 
like if you probably not if you got DX11 and you used to that, but like on mobile, that's the most realistic looking table from a lighting and effects perspective. Anything helps. Anything helps. Yeah. To 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 sell the illusion. And I know that uh, which we'll give a, a little more proper shouts. Maybe we can just roll it right into this. But mm. uh, one of the guys that works up there at Farsight and posts on the forum uh, a lot lately, uh, Farsight Matt. Mm. is how he's known uh he was talking about he was going to be fixing or just dropped in new metal textures for sorcerer mm. and he's been he's got a, a an ask me anything thread right now on pinballarcadefans.com and has been really kind of opening the 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 doors if you will to what goes on there what he can fix what he's not able to just based off of his own position but most recently he showed what the before and after, if you will, of Bonsai Run for what it looked like, how they photographed it, and what it looks like in the game to see all Far the cleanup. Out, hey. Yeah, to see all the cleanup that they wind up doing. It's just incredible. Like the thing, the, the amount of touch up, like even the square, like the whites in the squares, a checkerboard. Yeah. Like they've, they just, I don't know, like it, it is, like you really have to see it to appreciate it. Like, he released a, a GIF of the old one and then transitioning into the new one with the same aspect and perspective. And it's just like, wow, this thing looks yeah. like a new old stock play field, that the way they've been able to touch it up. It's just incredible. So it really goes to show just what effort is involved in, in getting these tables to a fit state for digital reproduction. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was really quite blown away. So that'll be one of those too. That it, it's like with all the new things that they've been uh, doing to these tables with their art style and everything, just the little subtleties that they've been uh, trying to add in uh, should be quite interesting. I'm I'm most anxious to see what they do for that vertical playfield, what the transition will yeah. be like. Because I watched some video of there was a question about well, what, what during multi ball, you know. How's that going to work with the lower playfield and upper playfield? And I was like, I don't think that's possible for the upper to be uh, engaged while there's a ball down the lower. And sure enough, in the video, the way they do multi-ball, uh, the if you made a shot into the upper, it would drop immediately right back down until you lock one of the balls. Uh, and I'm not sure where on the playfield it is, but you lock it, and then all of a sudden you're able to shoot to the upper. You can complete the upper when the ball drops back down, then both balls are released and you're back to, to multi-ball. Yeah. But what I'm most curious about is the speed from which the ball exits the upper playfield and then drops down uh, a habit rail and back onto the lower playfield. It's really quick. Okay. But the thing is, is visually, if you're following the ball, your eye is going from the upper play field to the, the bottom of the upper play field. The ball drops, and now it's at the top. But your, your, your eyes are doing a one fail swoop down the table. If they do this where it's a cut, if you will, from upper play field to, to lower, well, yeah. your ball is basically going to be down at the bottom of the screen and then all of a sudden magically jump to the top of the screen as it hits the yes. lower and that's going to be kind of confusing. So I'm hoping that they wind up doing a quick camera pan. I so think your that's what eye does, do. does the same thing. Yep. They're going to have to do that. I actually was, I remember that Farsight Matt was saying, yeah, it's certainly been causing the developers a lot of fun 
um, <laughs> in this table, but he said, in the art department, we've had to do some pretty interesting gimbal rotations on the flippers to get mm. them to look right in the upper play field, which, yeah, that was that was interesting to see that they have to do that type of thing to actually get things working. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be an interesting table to play this one. Very interesting. Yeah. And, and for and... me, very subjective as a beta tester because I've never touched it. So I will have <laughs> zero opinion on how it should play. So it's well, the, be... the one thing to remember, this was Pat Lawler's first table mm. for Williams. I don't know if he had done anything before that, but for Williams, this was his first table. So yeah. apply Pat Lawler logic to <laughs> two things, which means obviously there's a midfield uh, flipper and there's going to be certain shots and flow that are very Lawler-esque. Um, mm. So I think that at least in terms of feel, you'll be able to kind of uh, apply that kind of knowledge. Obviously, you're not going to know what the sounds are. You're not going to know what the graphics are. Um, you know, that kind of thing. So Yeah, right. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll be within this next week. Or maybe by the end of the week, the beta will maybe be in our hands. Maybe. Uh, maybe. I looked at <laughs> it. It is a short month. Was, and it is. February is not a good month for developers who are doing monthly DLC. Right. <laughs> Particularly for something like this, which is like also introducing technical complexity in the way the emulation works. So, But yeah, fortunately, it's also the, it's the last table of the season. If they do indeed do a gap month after this, there's no pressure for whatever the next table is. Mm. Uh, so you know, maybe maybe they spill over a week. I don't know. Maybe. I hope they give it the time it deserves. Oh, absolutely. I mean if you're gonna if you're gonna go for it, you give it to go us right. For it. I want yeah. that dynamic lighting. I want to see that dynamic lighting in this game. Like for sure. Like that's yeah. that's now a standard, unfortunately guys. You've set yourself a, a high bar <laughs> to uh, continue. That's now a standard. From everything that I've seen, I don't think that that's out of the question for them. I think no, that, I don't uh, think so. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Well, that's the time already. Far out, how did that happen? Uh, you know, sometimes you're able to just uh, muse about whatever's going on, stuff, <laughs> stuff yeah. and things. All right, folks. So yeah, that is our time. We always appreciate you listening to our show. Hey. Have you gone and checked out the redesigned site of ours? If not, why don't you go over to Pimble Arcade? Pimble Arcade. Damn it. I was doing so good these last two weeks. You need to go to blockadepinball.com slash episodes. There you will find all of our past episodes as well as all these movie reviews I've been writing. And Jared has been posting uh, a here and there are a couple of other additional things, but I'm sure he'll be uh, mm. loading in some more soon. Um, basically, we want it to be a website that you don't go to just for our articles, but you go for the general pinball talk that we do weekly here, sometimes in written form, if you will. Yeah. I'd like to interject there, if I, if I may, Chris, um, that if you haven't tried using the Medium platform to interact with us, give it a go. Sign up, create an account. It's easy. If you've got Twitter, it's uh, Twitter, and they even have Facebook authentication as well. So um, you pretty much got yourself covered with social sign-up. And go and have a go. Like give give us some applause on the articles because those those um, claps that you give on um, the articles will organically change how our articles are ranked on Medium. So 
if you don't want to donate or you don't want to support the show financially, you can do a lot for us by actually going in and applauding the articles and sharing them from Medium and all that sort of stuff. It all makes a difference. Even leave comments on them, good or bad. Yeah. We don't care. You know, We don't care. We always say we like to engage with our listeners. And uh, another mm. way that you can engage with us is via Twitter. The show is at Blockade. I am at Shut Your Trap. And Jared is at Jared Morgs. Also, you can always drop us an email at blah, blah, blockade at gmail.com. Mm. All right. I think, uh, I think that about covers all of our bases. So mm. until next week, ta-ta. Yeah. Bye-bye. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. WizardAmusement.com. Sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, I don't know... There's been a little bit of a pinball news, but beyond that, it's been one of those just kind of quiet weeks in terms of uh, my activity, other than the fact that I found out. uh, So rehashing what we all know from previous episodes, I had had an accident at work, at which point I completely severed my patellar tendon in my knee. And I'm verging, I'm coming up really close on the six-month mark for mm-hmm. when that happened. Wow, it's been six months already. Jeez, it doesn't yeah, feel right? like it. <laughs> to wow. you, it may not. <laughs> I bet you too. Um, so yeah, that happened at the end of uh, September. And I'm about to go head into my appointment to the doctor, at which point he's probably going to clear me for being able to uh, resume work. Now, here's the thing. I can now walk pretty like normal. Um, there's, I have a slight limp that I notice if I look in the mirror while I walk. Um, but otherwise it's, it's fairly normal and I can go up and downstairs uh, carefully, but uh, I'm not hobbling doing it. Mm. Running and jumping. And certainly not well, under yeah, my, I, I asked my physical therapist when I might be able to do those two things, and he says not for another four to six months probably, <laughs> which is just right. insane to me. <laughs> it's just because, again, you 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 start feeling normal walking about, mm-hmm. and then you all of a sudden your brain forgets, and let's say you need to react suddenly or you kind of lose your balance, and so you do a quick you know uh, uh, sidestep or whatever. And then you're reminded, you can't do that. <laughs> what it is, nope, nope. Nope. Next thing you know, you're falling over onto a, you know, against a wall. And you're like, what the heck happened there? Yeah. So, oh, that yeah. <coughs> so we'll see. Hopefully I'm, I'm, I don't know. I have mixed feelings in terms of, because the other thing is that I'm worried about if they clear me for work, does that mean they stop paying for physical therapy? Because the physical therapy mm. is definitely what's improving me. And it's like, mm, well, guys, oh, yeah, it is. Um, but it's like, don't stop me now when I need it the most, just because yeah. I can get by. Don't you want me to be back? You know, like one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. 
So anyway, well, just that's raise your concerns I mean. with the physician and say, look, you know, I, I don't want to go back when I'm nearly okay. I want to go back when I'm okay and I can do everything. Well, clearly they're not going to keep me on this uh, for the year that it would take to get me back to, <laughs> to this, but I definitely want to be sure that uh, I'm, I'd like there to be some provision that allows me to, to continue therapy. So it's one of those think, things that like, you know, if you can't, if you can't actually do the job the way you need to before, like, you know, you'll be cutting things like, you know, cases and stuff around like that's yeah. not easy. You'll be going up and down ladders. Like I remember you being up in the gantry ways in some, um, sets, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I would I'd like be declining that now. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to have to go on like some sort of reduced duties thing, probably anyhow. And maybe if they did that, that might be all right. But I mean, the, it's the physio that's, that's giving you the benefit. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's hope. Let's hope they make the right decision and not the um, the right decision for them as the healthcare provider. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, remember, this is insurance company that winds up uh, determining a lot of these factors. So mm -hmm. you're at the whims of them not wanting to pay anymore. Well, there, that's so, right, because it wasn't it wasn't like it was through your health cover and you opted to go and do physical. It's like work cover. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they want to, because uh, they've been, I've been getting a uh, a check from them every two weeks, and they would very much like to stop giving me that check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. So. Uh, so. You know. Uh, well, I hope all that goes well. Um, I do too. They, I do too. Then make the right decision. In the meantime, well, I've been using my my movie pass card and just seeing a buttload of movies. Um, and doing a buttload of reviews on blackhaypinball.com. Yeah, I'm, I'm even behind. I, I've, uh, I'm one review behind <laughs> from, wow. that, I, that I really should get to, get to posting. But let me just, let me just say, folks, that uh, these, these movies that get nominated for Best Picture, I don't know what they're all smoking, but these ain't the best pictures of the year. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just wonder if it's not what they're smoking, but it's what they're getting in their pockets. No, it's not what they're getting in their pockets. It, honestly, I think it's one of those things where it's. And I'll give you. Oh, here, let me give you the example here. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I don't know if you've seen it yet or not. Now, uh, but Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Okay? No, I want to see it now. Blade Runner was it got phenomenal reviews. I've seen it. I personally love it. Also, I think it's just an absolutely gorgeous movie. It has lots of deep philosophical things that you can rack your head about. Uh, it's also just plain uh, a very good continuation of the story from the first movie. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't damage the legacy of it at all. Um, it just, to me, it really hit on a lot of things. However, it did not get a Best Picture nomination. It got some other award, technical award nominations, but didn't get Best Picture, which makes me go, well, why the heck not if it got such universally glowing reviews? Well, it tanked at the box office. Now, if yeah. you look at these other Best Picture nominations, they didn't exactly do good in the box office either. They're not, you know, knocking down large quantities of money, but they cost significantly less. Like they're probably yeah. maybe in the 15 to $30 million range. Blade Runner was $150 million. And I think that is it right there, that the the voters all of a sudden go, oh, well, look, they spent all this money and the audience didn't show up. But look at these other movies. They didn't spend much money. They deserve an audience. So let's 
raise them up instead. Let's give them a bit of a one-off. Yeah, and and that's the kind of thinking that just drives me mad. Mm. There's they have such an aversion to large quantities of money as if that's what makes a movie quality. Yeah. It's like, no, there's plenty of movies that spend large quantities of money and are absolute garbage. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it, it, it really, it really rubs me the wrong way. And it's rubbed me that way since I was a kid. I remember the years when it was like cherries of fire and out of Africa and the last emperor. And I, as a kid was just like, who the hell wants to watch this? <laughs> and, and so I'd always get excited if it was actually something that I had a heard of and B one, you know, had seen or wanted to see and, and enjoyed. And there are so few and far between, but yeah, I, uh, all I know is uh, black Panther is coming out this next week and I will be probably seeing that many times. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Another one of the many Marvel franchises that I'm yet to catch up on. <laughs> you, you need to do yeah. it. Well, I'll just, I'll just add it to the backlog. Shall I? Yeah. I'm I'm currently me and my son every weekend. Uh, we've been watching one Marvel movie a weekend because he hasn't seen them all, and so I've been watching him in order, trying to catch him up. So that by the time uh, Infinity Wars is out, that he's all up to snuff on uh, everything that has happened, and right. it's kind of it's kind of fun going through them, uh, and knowing what is now and seeing the movies back when they didn't quite know where they were going to go and seeing how they've kind of retconned and made everything work. It's quite genius. All right. Say. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of franchises. Hang on. Before you go on to that, oh. um, I've got some stuff that I've been doing as well. Um, yes. 